The best way to learn a language? Immersion. Living where the language is spoken and using it every day. But if that's not in the cards this year, you can still learn a language the second best way. And that's with Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts and help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Babbel's designed by real people for real conversations, and their tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching, so you're ready to practice what you've learned in the real world. Here's a special limited-time deal for our listeners. Right now, get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription at babbel.com slash bluewire. That's 60% off at babbel.com slash bluewire, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash bluewire. Rules and restrictions apply. Hey there. We at Blue Wire just wanted to take a second to thank you for listening to this podcast. We know everything outside is pretty scary and uncertain, but we're committed to helping you get through your day by talking about the sports and teams that you love most. If you're looking for more great podcasts to distract you, check out bluewirepods.com. Thanks for listening. Enjoy the podcast and stay safe. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, bronxpinstripes.com proudly brings to you the most exciting Yankees podcast in the world! George's Box. Welcome to George's Box. I'm JJ. I'm Nick. And it's a good day to be a Yankee fan. I, we're alive. We're healthy. We get, you know, they really ruined my catchphrase, COVID. It really did. It's yeah. tough to be positive. Yeah, it's tough to be positive or excited about literally anything. Um, but at least for this week, there's some, you know, there's some baseball-ish news happening in the world. There's a ton of news happening all over. Um, it's kind of, it's weird. I keep trying to think with this whole Corona thing, are we, are we at the beginning of a movie? Like, is this the beginning where it's like, things are really going to get out of control and it's like, oh, this is what happened like a week before the walking dead. Now I'm not saying zombies, but like how bad are things going to get? Because it's very easy, at least in my mind, like with, there's nothing else to cancel. I keep saying this with nothing left to cancel. It feels like it's almost over. See, I disagree. If you go back to English class, right. And that, you know how to tell a story and it's like, you know, the introduction and information gathering, rising action, and then the, the top and it's like a roller coaster and then falling action conclusion. I think we're still in the rising action. Like I still think the roller coaster is going up and we haven't peaked yet in terms of crappiness. Yeah. So we were at the beginning of the movie. This is. Yeah, uh, definitely. What'd you do this weekend? <sighs> watched uh, Watch The Wire, watched some All-American, a uh, new Netflix series I how, found. How is that? So it's basically like, if you remember Friday Night Lights, not the movie, but the TV series. Yeah, which I so watched like, like years after it was over, which was great because I got to binge it. 
Right. It's a football show. It's about high school football, but it's a lot of drama and like off the field stuff. It takes place in Southern California, so there's some there's some gang stuff in it. It's it's kind of interesting. It's easy to watch. Nice. I'm uh I started just yesterday. I haven't I, I'm like halfway through the Marvels, but I started like the trial of Gabriel, like some kid getting murdered. I'm watching a kid getting Jamie's murdered. watching that. I can't watch that stuff. It's I watched the first two episodes last night, and it's like it's you know as a parent, as a father, it's rough. Yeah, <laughs> there's your line. <laughs> there's Only my took a minute. Line. Yeah, um, yeah. It's just trying to fill the days. At least it rained this weekend, so it didn't feel like you were like missing too much. But also at the same time, I would have just been in a dark bar. Right? No, exactly. You, know? uh, you would have had a wedding. I would have been at at pickles yeah. and then we we're supposed to be recording this at field house with the bp and Philly this was gonna be a, yeah this was gonna be our live show this is tough yeah it's uh there's a lot going against us i feel like we keep hitting milestones you know today we were gonna do this and this was supposed Dude, to be this like is that what is that what our summer is gonna be just there's nothing to look done? forward to the only difference let me explain to you how my days are different today i have to do this right so we do this at 5 30 on tuesday that's the only thing that keeps me from smoking weed at 5.01. Like, my wife is working. I'm with the baby. She's done at 5, 5.01. I'm in the backyard. I, right. You know? I'm out. On Saturday or Sunday, f- fucking 9 a.m. Like, whenever I get up, I'm, just, I'm walking the dog, smoking a blunt. Because yeah. it's just like what, like, what else is there? Yeah, there's nothing else. It's a little bit of a difference for me just because, you know, Jamie works during the weekend is off on the weekend. So Saturday and Sunday, I still feel like somewhat of a difference, but nothing close to a normal weekend. Yeah, because we're well, so that's the difference. Like we're just home all the time. Right, right. So, So, yeah, if that was me, if I was in your shoes, I wouldn't like the days would be done. Yeah. And like and my brother's here, too. It came out because I was talking about how you guys did uh, Power Hour, you and Jamie. So my brother like didn't go away to college. My brother never done a power hour, didn't even know what it was. Wow. At 24 years old. That's crazy. Yeah. So like or he'll be 24 in, you know, a, a week or, or a month or whatever it is. Um so I'm kind of like do I just take him through like college, like every Saturday, like this Saturday, I do a power hour with him. Next Saturday, I have my wife tape us up and we do 40 hands. <laughs> I, I started tweeting Might about well. it. I started tweeting about it. And he came downstairs and was like, yo, I Googled Edward 40 hands. I'm not doing that. And I was like, yeah, no, no, I think we are. You, I hope you have a pair of gym shorts with you. You're going to need that. <laughs> power hour for the birthday would be pretty cool. That's like a nice, if you have to be quarantined for your birthday, it's a pretty solid kind of fallback option there i think if i was stuck in the house for my birthday i don't think i'd want to drink because it's just too depressing (laughs) but you Uh, said you have a back deck like you have yeah i have like a little back space so yeah when it gets nice like there's been a couple days when it's nice i'll just go sit outside for like a half hour just to like be outside and i'm not exactly like the biggest like "Ah, i need to be outdoors you know but it's just like you gotta do it for your own sanity you do you do because I'm just like this week, I'm just watching a ton of old WrestleMania stuff. Because like WrestleMania okay. is this weekend, but they taped it last week. Uh okay. So like, it's all yeah. Like their Super Bowl is taped. How are they still have they're they're still having events? Like how? no one's there. Uh, okay, they're doing empty arena 
in there. And I think uh, Joe Randazzo wrote an article about how like baseball can learn from this because there's two, I guess, you know, major wrestling promotions, WWE and then this new one, AEW. And they have weekly TV shows and they've been doing them live but in empty arenas. And so like the WWE has their own facility that they can use. Like they turn the training facility. into uh, Okay. Um, the other one is owned by the people who own the Jaguars. So they're like billionaires. Um, and I think maybe they own the facility that they're doing theirs at too. So it's came down that in Orlando, whatever that County is, they were going to last Thursday at 11 o'clock put uh, like a, a shelter in place or stay at home, whatever it is, till the like 9th of April. So WWE was just like, great, got to get everyone here. We're going to pump out three weeks of TV and our biggest pay-per-view of the year, which is eight hours long, um, all in like four days. And it got like up to the buzzer of like, we have to be done at 11 o'clock. And then also wrestlers started getting sick. And then, like, one guy, Roman Reigns, is, like, you know, he's supposed to be, like, the next John Cena of just, like, a transcending, you know, handsome guy, The Rock's his cousin, like, all this stuff. Uh, he's beat leukemia twice. He's supposed to wrestle for the championship and was like, nope, one of the dudes is sick. I'm not coming anymore. I got leukemia. So Fair enough excuse. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, definitely. But, um, yeah, there's just, like, every day is just the same thing. Like, now... We've cut it down to I only go shopping one day a week. Like I go on Thursday morning. I go to the supermarket. I get everything I need for a week. I come back. I drop that off. And then maybe I make a run to Target to get like baby stuff slash the dispensary next door. Um, and Got now it's just covered. like I can't wait till Thursday morning. Like, is that based on metrics? Like, for instance, like, you know, in sales, it's there's certain times where it's better to send emails you know, with response rates and things like that. It's Thursday morning, like the best time to go to the grocery store. Or is that just your system? No, all I have to look forward to is food now. So I just think about like what I want to eat on the weekend. I try to eat a little healthier during the week and on the weekend. Like I've always liked to have, um, I like to have like a, a nicer like Friday dinner. Like, okay. It's the end of the week, especially once my wife and I stopped being like, oh, we're going to go to happy hour. We're going to party all night and all that stuff. It was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I want to have something that like I you know enjoy. So when I lived in New York, I'd work from home on Fridays. And I'd like slow cook or something. I make like French dip sandwiches or, you know, oh, nice. You know, just something that'll give you a gout is really what yeah. I'm looking for. OK. And so what I do last week. Oh, like I, th I made like a sauce. Sometimes I'll just make sauce like all day. I'll cook it for like seven hours. I made a baked ziti or I, last week I think I did tortellini and garlic bread. Oh, nice. This week I'm doing um, smash burgers. Okay. Um, you know, so and I'll make like a, a sauce or whatever. I might, you know, my wife listens to the show. So but like I'm going to probably surprise them with like making milkshakes you know ah, okay you just need really some, creative you just need something to like signify the week's over for yeah me. okay and then like i try to like smash burgers doesn't work for it but like i try to make something that then has leftovers so like saturday you just want to pick at something because i started smoking weed so early or i'm making like i've been making like wild breakfast sandwiches you're not on instagram so you don't see any of this i'm not yeah How, see, what do you put on your breakfast sandwich my instagram stories i'm just like i'm cooking like a lot um, at JJ from the Bronx on Instagram. I, um, so I saw this thing on TikTok where what you do is, so I use pork roll for today. I made one. I use bacon 
And um, you cook that first, so you have that. Then you have a pan, you scramble three eggs, you just drop them in, and then you let it sit, and you take two pieces of bread, like sandwich bread, you put them in, let them like soak for two seconds, then you flip them over, and you just let that sit till like the egg is like pretty cooked. Then you flip that whole thing over. So now the other side of the bread is the bread's on there with the eggs kind of cooked on top of it. Then you put the pork roll cheese, if you want some hot sauce, whatever, and then you fold in the outer parts of the egg, and then you fold that sandwich in half, and now it looks like a sandwich, but it's all cooked like within itself. So you really enjoy cooking. Yeah. Like I've taken no training or anything to like do anything like better. I just like watching – I watch a lot of YouTube videos on cooking, like Bon Appetit, love them. Um, Yeah, just because it's like – I don't know. It's it's like something different to do because we haven't been doing takeout. Are you guys ordering – do you guys still order a lot of takeout? No, and I'm like – I generally prefer takeout, so it's been like really tough. We got delivery once. I think in the past three weeks, it's been like, it's tough. Like, yeah, I don't mind eating like chicken and potatoes and all that, like home cooked shit. But I'd, I'd always prefer to get a cheesesteak or chicken fingers or something from a restaurant. Yeah. Like I, for being dead honest, I'm working up to trying to convince my wife, uh, that we should have Chinese food on Saturday. I haven't had Chinese food in like a month. I love Chinese food. Yeah. I haven't either. Like I love, I haven't either. My favorite thing is to, uh, get high, order enough Chinese food so I'll have leftovers, and then never have leftovers once. <laughs> like, never. You tell once. yourself that. You're like, this is why I'm ordering $75 worth. Yeah. It's going to get like, three great. meals out of it. And yeah. You just pound it all. Yeah. So that's what I'm hoping for on Saturday. And then on Sunday, my wife makes a uh, – and my wife will make dinner like you know any night if, if we need, but she's working. So while well, I'm on paternity leave, I do. Uh, but she makes like a big Sunday dinner. So – you know, and do you eat that at like two o'clock? No, no, because no. She's we, Italian, or okay. no? When we go to her parent, like her family, it's like everything's two o'clock on Sunday. But um, so dinner is at dinner is at two on yeah, Sundays. For at, her family? At, at, yeah, for her family here, like we eat it at like a normal time. Because I remember you tweeted last year, like it, it was game two of the ALCS, and it was a Sunday night, and you were like, you know, and you were like going to the in laws for Sunday dinner, and people were like, oh, you're gonna miss the game. You were like, dinner started an hour ago, bro. <laughs> Dinner's done. It's three o'clock. Are you kidding me? <laughs> yeah, I mean, it works out, especially when it's like in law stuff, and you're just trying to like get in and out and get home. Like right. on a Sunday too, it's like I think because I think we've done stuff on a Saturday, and it'll be later. But on a Sunday too, like. You know, you don't want to be getting home at nine o'clock. Yeah, Sunday night no is no good for like going out and doing stuff. I, I feel like, like that's pretty universally. I just like to be left. Yeah. Alone. Does anybody? Yeah. Yeah. Everybody. I think everybody does. Um. Yeah. So like even like this weekend, it's like I don't know. Like I've stopped checking the weather. Like I just I, doesn't even matter. So right now, I mean, the president has said, uh, we're gonna keep social distancing till April." I feel like everything he says is from the optimistic side of like, this will be over sooner rather than later because he needs the economy to rebound or, you know, he needs the economy to be good, especially heading into elections. And, you know, just the my pillow guy on his own isn't going to get that done. <laughs> um, so, He's talking about Easter, like being fully ramped back up. Yeah, no, he He's gave up on that. Weeks. He's given up on that. <laughs> he, he gave up on that and he moved to uh, the end of April. Which, in turn, like, my wife and brother both were like, ah, oh, I got the email home through at least April. Um, 
But you just pointed out before we started, Eric Bolin had tweeted out that the um, Toronto is not letting anyone do anything through June. Yeah, like July 4th. And we actually, I don't, this is pathetic that I know this, but we have a series with them that was originally scheduled for 4th of July weekend, like July 3, 4, 5 or something like that. There, there's no way that's happening. It sucks because they're in our division too. Like it impacts us more. They're also the only team in Canada. Like it's just a weird situation, weird city to do it. Yeah, well, yeah, you're dealing with like a foreign government, you know, at like the federal, provincial, and city like, level and you know when you think i don't know how it is in toronto i don't know like what their numbers are but when you think about like the mariners the giants the a's the the new york teams the la teams like those are all hot spots where you're not going to be able to have gatherings for a while right especially uh, i mean especially the yanks people getting on the subway and yeah, I have a buddy getting married June 13th. I got his wedding invite today, and I was like, what's your confidence level? And he goes, uh, I just got off the phone with the Honeymoon Hotel. They just canceled on us. And it was in, like, Portugal oh. and Turkey. Um, Dude, and it's then, well, we're getting right into wedding season. Like, everybody's weddings are fucked. Yeah. If you're I, having it this summer. <laughs> I had one, you know, last weekend. Didn't happen. And then I'm officiating one on the 20th. And uh, today they are like, yeah, we're not so confident in it. Cause so I was actually even thinking like when it comes to like ramping stuff up like all right let's say there's a wedding let's say June twentieth is the wedding all right yeah and they decide we're gonna open everything up like that week you know like whatever the timing happens to work out you need like someone has to go first businesses have to get open and start making money but like when it comes to something like a wedding between like vendors or just like getting dresses fitted. I saw someone on like in my like neighborhood Facebook group who was like, does anyone know any tailors open? Because we're getting married in like later in the summer and we can't, you know, if it gets too close, like a wedding dress needs to be altered like four times. Like we need someone to start working on this. Dude, I was supposed to go get fitted or measured for a suit because I'm in a wedding in September. He's like, yeah, can you get to a men's warehouse in the next 30 days? And that was like March 5th or something. I was like, yeah, sure. No problem. Yeah. Let me Boom, get back from Tampa. They're all closed. Yeah. And then, and then, of course, like an idiot, I dropped my suit off at the dry cleaners. Whenever that weekend was, we were supposed to go to Tampa, like 14th, 15th. I'm like, oh, it'll be good. Go to pick it up the other day. It's locked. Like my suit might just be gone. Yeah, dude, it's close. Like everything's just closed. I have the ticket. Save your dry cleaner. I'm usually the guy that's like, oh, I'll just give him my name. I'm so happy I saved that. Ticket. Yeah, no, like, I think you're. Gonna I'm going to be down suit. there in August. You're going to get your suit. I hope. Back. I mean, I had to deal with. I'm supposed to start uh, like dog obedience training with Susie tomorrow, and then they were like, "All right, we're moving to like an online like Zoom thing," and I was just like, <laughs> "No." Like I just wrote back to him. I was like, "That's not going to work for me." And um, kidding me. You know, and because I get it, though, they're trying to do what they're doing. But I'm just like, listen, I need I need someone hands on in person to do this. So I even said to them, I was like, listen, I know you're a small business. I'm not looking for a refund. I'm just not coming to this class. And I would like to just do it in the future when this is over. And they were flexible with it. Yeah. But okay. I was ready to go. Well, to dude, they're talking about doing they're talking about doing virtual school for kindergartners and first grade. Can you imagine being five years old and trying to pay attention to somebody talking to you through a computer? Like I couldn't even pay attention in person. Dude, I'm so glad that I 
have a four month old who doesn't even move because I see like all my friends who are, who have like kids that are in school and they're posting every day, like, Oh, here's our activities for the, or they were doing it like week one and like into like week one and a half. Now they've given up on it, but like just trying to put together and like give that normalcy of like, Oh, here's how, you know, you're going to learn today in homeschooling. That's a nightmare. Dude, there's no way. If I if if I had a kid right now and I was supposed to be homeschooling, I'd be like, we're gonna play video games or go to the park or something. Like I can't teach this stuff. Yeah, like I just don't I don't have that. Like whatever yeah. it was, like what is it? Common core math is like the new thing. It's like ah, yeah, everything yeah. you've been teaching these kids, they're about to learn how to carry the one. <laughs> you know, like that's just how it is. Um in the baseball world, we we got a new I don't know. This is this a full collective bargaining agreement? I think it's just to cover for this year. The, the, I thought it was the I thought it was the big one. I thought it? this was the full CBA because it had luxury tax stuff in it. Well, I think that has to do with you know as the year progresses. Okay, is, so it's just for this year. I think so. All right, so it's not, not a new five year agreement. I mean, no. we might have to because I think okay they were up against. Um, they were up against a deadline of having something done like for when the season had started because there was a, a ton of things like our players getting checks, um, minor league players, like all sorts of stuff. And so here's what concerns me the most. So like here's like the information that we have so far is that players are going to get a full year of service time but they're only going to get paid based on what gets played. So if we play half a season, you're only getting half your salary. Um, the season won't be rushed. It's not going to start until like the government and doctors say it's okay. Um, nothing's finalized, but there's opening to play games into November and using neutral sites or empty stadiums. If there's no season... Everyone who is scheduled to be a free agent will continue to be, will be a free agent still. And that's all like they've covered all these things and that's great. The thing that stinks to me is the fact that we, they even had to cover what if there's no season, like, cause we all started off with like two weeks, you know, two weeks. Oh, that two weeks. They're probably wrong on that. It'll probably be a month. Like, that's what I think we all thought. I was telling myself May 1st, but dude, they basically said, we're not going to lead the charge. They said, we got to wait till the doctors. We got to wait till the government there. Manfred basically says, if everybody else says it's okay, then we'll play. And that's just not going to happen is do the math. Toronto's already out until <laughs> the end of June. Yeah. I mean, that's like, so the that's going to be the, you, know, you were talking about with the NBA, you know, and I know we talked a little bit about this before the show, how the NBA, what they're going to do, possibly all going to Vegas. Like Manfred is not that forward thinking. He's not innovative. He's not sharp. He's not going to think of any cool ideas. He's going to wait for everybody else and then he'll do something. Yeah. Uh, so this wasn't like any official NBA thing. This was, um, that's psycho Clay Travis, uh, put it, <laughs> put it out there. Um, and, the idea there is, you know, the NBA could only have like 10 games left in the season. You can bring all the teams to Vegas 
quarantine them for two weeks and like the players have to want to do it and all this stuff. And if you want to bring your family, you can, but they're either, it's like all in or all out. And then you check, everyone gets tested and the temperature checked, you know, when they come in. Now you're in the hotel for two weeks, only with these people. Everyone's getting checked every day. Players, obviously more often than, you know, family members. Then they can start to work out. They can then go, and there's no one else there because Vegas is shut down. So then you have four NBA-style courts. And when I say that, because like any basketball court could be NBA-style, but they have the television like set up to do it. And so you could start running games from like 9 a.m. on, just like um, the NCAA tournament, have a bunch of days with games, bang out some games, and then have an expanded playoffs where kind of almost you know, like Big Brother or the Challenge or whatever, you go home when it's done. Like when your team's yeah. done, you go home and you go back to your life. But like that can be good for the country. It's good for the NBA. Um, it gives people sports. Baseball just doesn't have that because you need – unless they were going to bring – and it, it just wouldn't work because you'd have to like set up somewhere. But if you did somewhere like Iowa – or like Montana, is there some place where there are just, um, you know, you see like Legion Ball fields where it's like here's five fields that all like kind of home plates all by each other. Can you just go play a bunch of Major League Baseball games right there with no fans? The only thing I was thinking of is maybe like maybe could they do that in Florida? I mean, you got the Trop and you got Marlins Park that both have roofs. Like just throw everybody in Florida. They can live at their spring training sites, maybe play. Maybe what about the Arizona the teams? Yeah, I don't. There you go. And I think if you were going to send everyone anywhere, you send them more to Arizona because Arizona, I think there's less. I, I don't know. I'm assuming there's less COVID in Arizona than Florida because of spring break and white trash. That's true. Florida's probably the worst place for that. But there's also only one stadium in Arizona. I was thinking the two stadiums with the roofs. No, so I'm thinking minor league complexes. Like all okay. the minor league stadiums are Just play all, at the Cactus. Just play at the Cactus League. Yeah, because parks. what do they have? There's like 10, 15 teams out there, something like that. Yeah, they could probably make that and work. And they have some of them share facilities, but like they're all driving distance. Because remember Will Ferrell did all that like, yeah, in yep. the day. Mm, like three years ago. And there ago, was a helicopter involved because games started at the same time. But they're all very close, whereas Florida, it is kind of spread out. No, yeah, that makes sense. It's just like such a far cry from 50,000 people in the Bronx, you know, playing at some minor league field in Arizona. It's like kind of depressing to think about. Yeah. I mean, I'll have, you know, as of when this comes out, I had just had Charlie Wisco from my Barstool days on like the mini episodes. And he put out the number. He said 54 games counts as a season. 54. That's really low. Yeah. I think you got to play at least 80. It's got to be at least half. That's what I'm saying. And like so, basketball and hockey are 80 games. I think we need to do at least that. Yeah. And I, like I'm open to, I saw on ESPN, they had someone wrote an article where it said you play, if let's say it gets to like September, you know, August, September, and they can only, you've only got so much to do. You play every team in your division four times at home, four times on the road. 32 game season. Um, and then you go into the playoffs and everything's a fresh matchup. And I think that would be exciting. And I would love to watch that. But that you win that you are not a World Series champion. 
You won the tournament, the baseball tournament or whatever it is, but you did not win the World Series. If we win anything this year, I'm going to be flying the flag. And I don't care if it's one game. If they say there is one game that we're playing and whoever wins it is the champ, I'm buying a championship T-shirt and we're champs. <laughs> I mean, don't get me wrong. But I see what you're saying. Imagine a 50, but like a 54 game schedule. Like you start one and four, you're in deep shit. That's almost 10% of the seasons. I mean, it's kind of football. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Every which game is so matters. Different, which is it, so different. Now there's people that don't even pay attention in April because they're like, oh, it's April. Well, it would make everyone like us. It would bring right. everyone more to us. There is no like, what? it's a Tuesday. Who cares? It's like, no, it matters. Yeah, everybody would be bringing the intensity. I mean, 54 would be wild. I, I still think they're going to try and do at least 80. If somebody put a gun to my head right now, I'd say 80 games with no fans. 80 games, no fans starting at some point in July. Yeah, that's what I would. That's that's where I would put it. Um, and it's really, really sad to think about playoffs in a World Series with no fans. Maybe they can figure something out by then in terms of fans. But in terms of regular season baseball, it is tough to see. And even if they allow it, are people going to want to pack stadiums? You got to remember, people are still going to be paranoid for a while. Like, I think that. Yeah, so like I, I keep saying, I'm not rushing back out into the world. Like it's just not being something. a little cautious. Yeah, I'm just not. If they said whatever, fast forward, and they're like, "Yep, end of April, like we're good, everyone can go out." You know, you could go do whatever bars, restaurants, whatever are open. I'll see you in two weeks. Like I'll go out a little bit more. I'll be a little less maybe cautious, but like I'm not going. I'm not going to a restaurant. I'm not getting on a plane. I'm not going to New York City. Like New York City has like a, a whole separate amount of time before I'll go there. Which is where we need to go to see yeah. our boys. <laughs> but it's, you know, it's like a breeding ground for it now. Anyone who's still in, you know, in New York. I was talking to Andrew the other day. He's still there. And I'm just like, I don't know how you're there. Well, the subways are packed. There's like pictures and people are looks the same as ever. Yeah, because people are just going places. People are like, listen, I'd rather, you know, especially if you have any kind of job because you think of like the different socioeconomic backgrounds of people. They're just like, you know, I'd rather I'd rather chance it and maybe die than like definitely be broker than I am already. That's true. If you have no choice. Yeah, it's like a nothing, nothing to lose type thing. Like everything I say comes from and I. Like I'm aware of this of like a point of like a position of privilege of like always like I've always been a white male, which is always the best thing to be like anytime drop me. It's the best to do it. Um, And then it's like I have a steady job and I'm in an industry that is very secure and all this, if not growing because of this. So it's like I'm not worried at I'm not worried at all. So it's very easy for me to say stay home. But like someone who's a bar back. You're, you know, 35 and you're a bar back and you have no savings like this is, you know, you'd rather try to get to wherever you can go to get money. And if you get especially if you're 35 and you're not 70, right, you're like, I get sick, I get sick. I'd rather be sick than broke. Yeah. I think we're learning that uh, people are even when you're younger, you can you can get sick. Which thing? Yeah, this started out and it was like, oh, it's only affecting people. In Which the is so stupid. So stupid. Yeah. The idea that we all thought. Oh, no, it only gets you if you're old. Well, it's easy to believe. It's easy to tell yourself, and it's easier to sleep at night. Like, oh, and it We'll believe anything that sounds good. People were, for a while, I mean, I have a baby. For a while, people were like, oh, it doesn't even affect kids or babies. 
what right <laughs> what kind of dumb shit is that and like i believe that that was my whole thing because we were trying to get on a plane to go to tampa so my wife no. was like yeah i mean i know you're gonna go but like i don't think this is smart and i'm like ah it doesn't even it's only old people no kids maybe i'll get sick i'll be fine but the baby's fine what a we were mocking way. it. We were mocking it like in the, like two days before that. Honestly, that spring training week that was supposed to be feels like years ago at this point. And it was like two weeks ago. It feels like forever. Yeah. It feels like forever since I just like left the house or did anything like fun. Yeah. No, it's been the longest month, I think, in anybody's life. And I'm just running through movies and they stink. The Gentleman, not that good. Uh, Birds Why are you Pride, doing all the terrible. Marvel? Aren't you like – the Isn't gentleman? The gentleman no, is Matthew McConaughey. The, I'm saying, but like the, your whole Marvel project, like, are you doing that no matter what? Or like, if you get bored during it, would you just pack it in? Well, now I'm like kind of tweeting about it. So it's like, I mean, I've kind of taken, I've taken a too. couple days off from it because I'm watching wrestling. Yeah. But the thing is, like, I have no work to do during the day. I have to fill the day. I have nothing else to do. Yeah, this is like even amplified. Like, I can still fill my day with maybe two to three hours of, of work. Yeah. You can something. do something. I have a couple of calls. Yeah, you, you're like I'm totally. feeding a baby. I'm holding a baby, holding a bottle. Got and the only three baby. months of your life that you had to do nothing, and now it's. Totally- I was just like, yo, this is crazy because I'm gonna have so much free time. Like, especially <laughs> the baby was starting a month before I go back to work. The baby was starting daycare, so I was gonna have a full month. And with the way the Yankee schedule works, there was all these day games in April that you were going to go to that were going to be super cheap. I was going to bring the baby or like let my in-laws like hang out with her for the day. I had I had so much going. Now I'm just home. Now I'm just home muffling farts for my wife. So she doesn't know what goes on around here all day. (laughs) You know, got to keep the spice in the relationship. Got to. Um, In terms of like disagreement. So full year of service time. Prorated mm-hmm. salary. Like, the prorated salary totally makes sense. Uh, and to me, I mean, I think it's with any with everyone as I see people who are struggling in this, I'm like, how do you not have any kind of savings? And um, it's very easy for me to say that. And I'm going based – I know everyone has different circumstances. But, like, there are people I know who are like, I have no savings. Like, I'm totally ruined. And I'm like, you've already been on vacation twice this year. Like, what? I hate you. You know <laughs> – People are just like, oh, I got $500. Let me get one of those, like, Groupon vacations to the DR for five days. Dude, I've seen that, like, discounted rates to Cancun. Oh, I know so many people who are about to take these government checks and buy flights to the Dominican Republic. That's sad. That's just sad. Yeah. There's no other word for it. There will be no learning from this. Nope. Um, So, like, I I get that of, like, you know – the, the players, it's prorated like you should have so, like some money saved or your agent should be able to get you some kind of endorsement, some way to make money. Um, players who are like on the – like you're going to get your service time. And I bet there's going to be a ton of debates on service time down the road because for like Mookie Betts and like Trevor Bauer, it's simple. You guys are big leaguers, all-stars, Cy Youngs, MVP, whatever – you're good. You got your year. You're free. Anyone who's right at the cusp, you got your year. You're free. Go be a free agent. But there'll be someone who it's like, because it's kind of, you know, it's been slipping through like players, like teams had to set rosters. Like guys got demoted. Bauer tweeted about it. You know, oh yeah, of course, you know, there will be guys who are now put on a minor league roster 
that would have by June gotten a shot in the majors or, you know, something like that, who are now going to have like this extra year because, or maybe even more because we don't know what roster sizes are going to look like if there's even a season. So that guy who is going to get a call up and start his clock, it's now not going to start. Yeah, I mean, it's like anything else in life. The better off you are, the better it'll be. Like, you know, you mentioned Mookie and and Bauer. They're good. They're well off, you know, both financially and with talent. They're going to be fine regardless. It's those marginal guys, the minor league guys, you know, the guys making the minimum that are going to get that are going to get screwed from this and the amateurs. I mean, they were talking about the draft. It's only going to be five rounds and the bonus money is not going up and, and all this stuff. And no high school players are going to be taken if there's only five rounds. I mean, teams are not going to risk. You know what I mean? It's going to be all college. It's it's going to screw everything up. And like, you know, you talk about the trickle down effect. And there it is. I mean, JUCO coaches have to be lighting up because uh, for anyone who doesn't know how it works, you can get drafted out of high school. If you go, if you decide to sign, there you go, you're a professional. If you decide not to and go to college, you go two routes. If you go to a four-year school, an NCAA four-year school, you have to stay at least three years. So you get drafted after three years and after your fourth year if you decide to you know, not sign after three years, you get drafted again. If you go to a JUCO, which is a junior college, you can enter the draft every year. Uh, didn't Bryce Harper do that? Yeah. Wasn't so that Bryce, Harper, Bryce Harper dropped out of high school, took the GED, went to a junior college when he should have been a senior in high school, and then got drafted. Uh, okay. Roger Clemens pitched in JUCO, too. Did he? Yeah. A, a bunch of players yeah. have. Um, it's a good way to like sort out you know, what, what you want to do or if you don't get drafted where. Like Boris guys do it. Like if I you bet. Don't get drafted, flexibility. You go. He's all about that. Yeah, so... But, like, let's say at the same time, I'm not sure how this would work, but, like, let's say I'm a pretty good, like, high school baseball player and I get drafted. Uh, I, I don't get drafted. You know, maybe I'd be a seventh round pick, which is, like, still very high. It's great. Yeah. And so now I don't get drafted. Am I a free agent? I don't I think, think so. You're, just, you're going to school. You're just picking a college at that but point. But what if it's like, but I don't want to go to college? I want to play. I'm an 18 year old. I want to play. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, maybe you are a free agent. You have to take some low or, level. So there was some there was a high school kid or maybe he went and he did the Juco thing for a year. Uh, maybe it was a Boris Klein. I don't remember who it was, but he signed with a team in Japan for like or like Korea for like five years and averaged out. He'll make like a million dollars more than he would have. Just going through like the U.S. system, he'll come out being a free agent at the same time. So no, I hear you, and it and it affects this really the service time thing really does affect us specifically because there are three really key cogs, right? DJ Lemayhew, James Paxton, and Masahiro Tanaka that would all of a sudden now just instantly be free agents. I mean, obviously you got to think they're going to do whatever they can to keep DJ, but with Tanaka and Paxton, who knows what's going to happen with a year off and you know. Paxton has Boris. You'd think Tanaka would want to stay, but so many variables for us specifically. And how is Cashman going to use that in negotiations? You know, they're a year older, but there's less wear and tear. Like there is a lot to unpack here with this. There's so much of just 
um, like I, I'm friends. I have become friendly with guys who are agents, and they've given me a little bit of like, you know, how ugly it is at like arbitration hearings and things like that. So when it comes down to like next year, like they they just get mean with each other, and so at a certain point, it becomes, you know. You haven't played baseball in a year. How do we know you're any good? Right, right. You know, it's like, going to be nasty on both. It's going to be nasty on both sides. You would think. Like as stupid as it sounds, you haven't played baseball in a year. How do we know you're any good? No, I mean they're going to use that. And you look at a guy like Paxton, who you know kind of needed to prove this year that he could come back from this back injury and, and pitch the rest of the year and not get hurt again. You know, Cashman can be like, look, you've been on the IL every year. But so like Paxton being a Boris guy, it's just like you kind of just assume he's gone. Yeah, we've got too many like prospects to and like if let's say Paxton had like he pitched well in the playoffs last year. He struggled a little bit earlier in the year, finish out strong, pitch well in playoffs. Now he sits out for a year. There's not even that like, well, the fans, you know, love him. That's right, like we right, really got to yeah, bring him yeah. back. Where Tanaka, where Tanaka has that. Tanaka, but yeah. And I think Tanaka, it's all going to have to do with like, what does he want to make? Because there is a certain, you know, level that he's just not at anymore. Like he's a number three or four starter. Right, right. He's not the guy they signed in 2014, but he does seem like a very loyal guy. Like, like you know, we talked about this. He had a chance to opt out after 2017 and he opted in, you know, kind of like how Chapman didn't want to leave when his opt out came up this year. So, you know, it, it's not like we're any other team, you know, a lot of guys just, just want to be Yankees if the money's similar. And I, and the, obviously the Yankees aren't going to give Tanaka 25 million a year on his next contract, but I do think he's a guy that they would want to take care of at least enough to keep him around. Yeah. But like, is that, is that 15 million a year? And like for how many years, like when I does think it, it'd be like 17, 18 a year for, you know, three or four years. He'll be 32. He'll be 32. Yeah. Yeah. Cause Tanaka also, to a certain extent, strikes me as a guy who was just like, like, I think he came here. He didn't come here to play Major League Baseball. He came here to play for the Yankees. And to win a, win a championship. Yeah. Hyper-competitive. So, like, he's not going to the Twins, you know. Um, maybe, like, L.A. Because I also, I try to think of, like, where there is, uh, like, an Asian community and following. and Sure. You know, like the that. Dodgers are always going to be a threat, man. Yeah. L.A., great squad, great organization. But I think besides that, it would be like, I'll just go back to Japan. You know, I'll just go back to Japan. They'll pay me a shit ton of money. Right, right. And no, it's, I mean, yeah. it's tough because Tanaka is, like you said, he'll only be 32, which is like kind of old in baseball, but not really that old. Him and Paxton are around the same age. And, and, you know, that was another reason. Like I said, that was reason number 356 to sign Garrett Cole is because, you know, it makes you don't ha- you're not over the barrel to sign these two. Like if they didn't sign Cole, they'd basically be forced to kind of overpay for both Tanaka and Paxton. This gives cash a little bit more leverage to say, you know, I already have my ace. Yeah. So, like, let's say there's no season. I think, you know, you can get Tanaka back on a reasonable thing. Paxton's probably gone. You get back Herman. You get back Seve. Half right, spawn. all of a sudden, Seve's going to be the biggest winner if the season gets canceled. All of a sudden, he's back next May. He, he misses a month from having Tommy John. Yeah. You know, it's um, it, it, it'll be interesting to see kind of how it shakes out and how those guys, you know, want to approach it. But right now, there's no NBA, no NHL, no MLB, and you might think there's nothing to bet on. Well, you'd be wrong. Our exclusive partner sells hundreds of sports, events, and games to wager on, or let them bring Vegas to you with their online casino and blackjack. 
Open 24 hours a day and all online, including their $750,000 poker series. If you're into props and entertainment betting, you can still bet on Survivor, Big Brother, American Idol, stock prices, and even the weather. Visit their website today and receive a 100% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Be sure to use promo code BLUEWIRE. Bet online, our online wagering experts. Um, bet online, great company. Sticking with us, you know, podcasts, it's tough. People aren't commuting as much, uh, but sticking with us. So definitely check out Bet Online if you're going to start betting on stuff. I saw some guy bet $50 and turn it into like almost 10 grand on like Turkish table tennis today man hey there's still some people are still playing sports yeah like, there's guess. stuff to there's stuff to bet on so yeah get out Poker. there betonline.ag uh check them out we really appreciate them uh, uh sticking with us and sticking with the blue wire family um in terms of let me throw this out there you're the boss you're the dodgers right you okay. trade for mookie bets there's no baseball season he's now a free agent do you, I mean, I think for anyone who traded for a player that ends up like not playing, to a certain extent, I think you might have a gripe. Or I don't know if like the teams have already fully agreed, like we won't complain at all. But I would be like, give me back the guys who I traded. Like I traded for I think for you're nothing. just shit out of luck. I think they're just going to be shit yeah. out of luck. Think about all the trades there are. Yeah, it's easy to point to that one, but think about all the small trades that were made that we don't even see that don't even pop up. Like you can't go back and try and and you know come up with compensation for all of that stuff. And the Red Sox aren't going to give the prospects back. Like it's just not going to happen. So those teams are shit out of luck. And luckily we didn't make any trades. We just signed Cole. Yeah, and we still have him for forever. Yeah, um, which will now be could possibly be uh be ten years. But no, it definitely and like you look at the individual players like you look at bets or you look at a guy like JT Realmuto he was coming off a career year the Phillies were talking about extending him they played hardball and and you know tried to be tough with him and now all of a sudden he could just walk away and sign with any team and you know there are pretty much 28 or 29 teams that need catchers so that was really stupid I thought on their part not yeah, to just lock him up it's gonna be and because even watching the free agent market this year, it was obviously a little more exciting than it has been in other years. And you even have guys like Puig is still just out there. He's still like, out there. Still unsigned. I wonder what it would be like if this all goes down with no season in terms of like, does free agency happen quick? Like, do, yeah. do guys just like get get active right away? I think they're going to, yeah. I mean, I think players would be fairly desperate. Or think about a guy like Didi. This was supposed to be his year on a one-year deal. To Every rebuild year is his value. Didi's fucking year. No, nah, but you know, he signed a one year deal and a yeah. hitter's park, clearly to try to hit 30 homers and and get a big contract, whether it be with Philly or somewhere else. Like, you know, there's a lot of guys who are on these one year prove it deals and you can't prove it. Then, you know, next year Didi's 32. Like, I'm just starting to think he's never gonna get a, a real contract. Which stinks. Kind of yeah. like Batances himself. But it's right, not, but it's like thing. you're also making fourteen million dollars this year, so it's like uh, you know I don't that's, feel that bad for yeah him. you're set up for life, but um, it's, it's still it's it's still weird, it's still yeah, weird for those guys. I think it's it's going to be tough, and then even when you come, it, like if there is a season, you wonder like what's it going to take to ramp a guy up, and then like how do we look at those numbers when evaluating for contracts for trades. Is there even, like, we're talking about, all right, so you need, like, 80 games, let's say, right? So let's say it starts July, 4th of July, all right? 
But that's if we're cleared to have like spring training before that and like even get that going. And then you're dealing with a spring training in like June. That's fucking hot in Florida and Arizona. That's tough to do those, like to get all the work in you need. So when's the trade deadline? Right. I didn't even think of that. Because like you September 15th. (laughs) Yeah, because it, it is like with the extra playoff spot that we already have, teams are in it longer than they have been in the past. Now with the shorter season, they're kind of in it longer than they have been in the past. Like, do you say, you know, whatever, we're playing an 80-game season and at, like, whatever, 45 games is a trade deadline? Because if, you know, some young, dumb team just gets hot, Chicago, like the White Sox get hot because they're supposed to be decent this year, but they just get really good in this short sample size. Like, they can all of a sudden be, like, now they're buyers at the deadline. Or, like, the Reds, who are supposed to be decent, let's say, you know, they just come out of the game. They come out of the gate, and they're, like, 2-8 and eight to start, and they can't quite get it figured out. And now they're 30 games in, and they're 10-20. and 20, And, yeah, maybe if they had a full season, they could rebound. But, like, maybe we trade Trevor Bauer. Right. He's going to be a free agent. No, exactly. I mean, it, it is going to be – there's going to be such a sense of urgency to figure out who, who are buyers and who are sellers. And you're not going to have time to, to like play hardball. You know, that team that's, oh, we're five games out of the third wild card spot. You know, we're, we're still trying to buy. Like it's going to be a lot easier for Cashman to call a bluff of a guy like that, um, you know, in terms of the buyer's market, I think. Because, you know, if you're with, – with that short of a season, if you start – like you said, if you start 5-12 and 12 or something – that that could be a th- whatever a fourth of the season gone. Yeah, so I think what we're like. All right, so the game itself on the field is going to be the same. If we yes. have a short, we're going to see a, a, the same game. Nine innings, three strikes. But the business and the sport itself is going to be very different, Crushed. and it could be a positive. Now, I love baseball. I love 162 baseball games. If they could tack on another eight and make it 170, I'd probably fucking inject it right into my veins. But if they come out with like an 80-game schedule and it's fucking exciting as shit, and then next year they play like a regular schedule and like ratings are down and stuff, there will be a case for like, from a business standpoint, how can we make this better? Also, I wonder if... So like, whatever, let's say it's... You know, 4th of July is, you know, when the season's going to start. Obviously, 4th of July, you know, is going to be big regardless. But, like, everyone's tuning in. Everyone's watching. Everyone's excited baseball's back. We're getting back to normal life. Great. Do the ratings hold up if fans can't go to games? Like, I think they do. I think they do. And you got to remember, we might be the only sport might be the only sport going like basketball they'll pick back up and they'll be quick hockey you know they're almost done but there should be a part towards the end of the summer where it's just us so i think the ratings will be there and especially look if you're a guy like guys like us that usually would be in section 205 we'll be tuning into the tv instead so if anything ratings might go up and having a shorter amount of games is going to draw in those borderline casual fans because it's going to be more exciting you know all the people that are like oh there's 162 games why do i need to you know this one doesn't really matter with 80 games, you know, you have the same sense of urgency as basketball and hockey. So I think that could bring in more casual fans on the TV side. Counterpoint. Okay. I've just been home for three fucking months. I'm not sitting in front of a TV. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. Hey, come out to an event at Fieldhouse. You can come come to a bar, socialize, $3 Bud Lights. 
you know, no, yeah, that's yeah. like that's what I'm wondering. <laughs> no, I, I know it's, it's tricky. I mean, the, the diehards will watch. However, but yeah, especially if the weather does become nice, are, are people going to want to sit inside for three hours on a Saturday afternoon watching baseball? I will. You will. But yeah. Yeah, it's going to be. Weekends are tough regardless with with baseball. I think like I think even there's a lot of diehard baseball fans where they'll watch the Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday series. But, you know, Friday nights, seven o'clock game, people go out to dinner, people do things Saturday, people have things going on. So I think regardless, the weekday games are always going to get better ratings than weekend games. Um, But I think the weekday games would even do better now um, with, with the 80 games. So. People will watch. I think to a certain extent, you're going to end up with uh, even those like the Tuesday, Wednesday, you know, whatever. It's possible that you just have, I'm just taking the kids out for a walk, you know, or like whatever, because you're also missing for like families. Like there's no little league. There's no, like you're missing all that family time that is like within your house, which is like the fucking worst. Yeah, no, there, there's no, there's, there's no good way to kind of slice it here. But the people that are going to want to watch are going to figure out a way to watch, and the people that don't care as much probably won't. Just like, just like how it normally is. Yeah, I don't know. It's, it's going to be tricky. Like, it's a, as someone who enjoys like drama and storytelling, it's going to be exciting. I just don't. The fact that they're planning for like here, it wasn't just like, hey, here's what we've got. We'll be, you know, back in a couple of weeks. It's like, hey, we also have a plan for if nothing happens. That scares me. Um, they announced today that minor league players will get $400 a week, at least through the end of May, which for minor league players. So that is actually a raise for everyone. I was going to say for, that's a lot for a minor leaguer. Yeah, that's a raise for everyone except for AAA. Okay. And part of me is wondering, like, I, I don't know, like, if that even makes business sense for the players, because I think, like, they're very lax on unemployment now. So it's like you could make whatever, and then the, the federal government's giving an extra $600 a week, and then you get your, you know, $1,200 check. Like, they might be making less money. By yeah, but this deal. saves them the effort of having to like go through all the unemployment stuff and yeah. they could just get a direct deposit from Manfred and it's way it's way easier. And I think that another reason Manfred did it was just obviously publicity, safe face. Hey, look, we're taking care of the little guys. Yeah. While we're trying to shut down 40 or whatever it is of like those teams. <laughs> yeah, right. Um major league player, if you're a veteran, I don't know how they're um Well, they fronted them some money. It said $170 million to the players. Veteran players um, are getting it. I don't know how they're defining this as veteran. So, uh, But you're getting $4,775 a day for 60 days. So like Garrett Cole's getting $286,500. So it, it's not great money, but like it's not terrible money. Um, also... It goes like you can get $16,000, $30,000, $60,000, depending on your contract and like how long you've been there. Um, so it's uh, it's not – it's just – I'm so glad I don't have to figure it out. There's oh just no God, easy Can you fix. imagine? 
and there's so many people involved and you got the owner's side, you got the player side, you got the commissioner's office. Like there are a lot of cooks in this kitchen trying to come up with this, re- the perfect recipe of how to figure this out. And it's just tough to see them coming up with something that's going to work for everybody and that everybody's going to be happy. But like I said, everybody wants to play the owners, the teams are desperate for revenue. The players want to get paid like money as is with everything else in life. Money should drive this and hopefully they can work something out that's based on obviously revenue. Yeah. Manford, Manford fucked up the Astros thing. Cause I think that's just easy. Like you guys are fucked hard, harsher penalties, but like figuring this out while I don't have faith in him based on other stuff I've seen, like this is no easy task because at some point someone has to get greedy. The owners, right, yeah, the owners, exactly. the league, the players, someone's going to get greedy because also whenever anything comes out, the first quotes I hear are Scott Boris. Like I don't hear Always. Tony Clark. I don't hear Manfred. I hear Scott Boris. So like he's the wrench in there because all he gives a shit about is getting his guys paid. And he ripped, I mean, he went on a total, you know, monologue on the, you know, the new draft and how it's going to hurt and set the game back years. And obviously, you know, there's always some hyperbole with him, but yeah, no, it's, it's going to hurt those guys. And yeah, at some point, like they all made nice with this little agreement, but, but keep in mind this agreement, like we talked about, brought us no closer to baseball. It was putting a bandaid on a gunshot wound essentially for a couple of weeks. I think it's, it, I think I said to you when we were texting back, I think it, it got us further from baseball. Yeah, no, and it, and it probably did. And at this point, I'm just hoping that there will be something. I am not, you know, I, do I think I'm going to be at Yankee Stadium this year at all? Gun to my head, I'd say probably not. And even like, you got to think in terms of now you are, you know, you're 27, you're single. Like you've got a girlfriend, she's a works in a hospital, so you're kind of at risk as it is, like on a day to day to a certain extent, just because you have even someone just leaving the house every day. Um, like, what's the comfort level to even like go to Billy's? Like, let's say they open it up and like Billy's is packed on a Saturday. Do you want? I know. See, I know you are. I can't. I know you're there. No, I'm going. Uh, the, the anticipation is just going to be is going to be building. And yeah, like Jamie's coming home from a hospital every day. I'm already in the lion's den. Like yeah. it is what it is. You know, just like the guys we were talking about who were still taking the subway. You know, I, at this point, if they open Billy's back up, God, it's just, it's just sad to even think about. Yeah, I don't know. Um, it's just so depressing to talk about. So. We really don't have really much of an update aside from like there is something in place, which hopefully like my hope is that even if there is no baseball this year, obviously I'm hoping for baseball. I want baseball. I'm just I tend to I prepare for the worst. So this way I'm not let down. I don't want to be that guy who's like, well, they said April. So like the end of April, we'll be back in in June. You know, I'll be at the stadium in July or whatever it is. Um, But at least like this make nice may help us going towards uh, the new CBA. Because if we miss a ton of time, or like people missed money, and then it becomes, at least on the league side, because, um, you know, it, most of the time this is because of players, you know, striking, at least in baseball. Hey, you guys didn't make any money last year. You're now going to strike? I don't think so. You know? And that, and but we'll see, like, because once it hits, it starts hitting May. If it's like, ah, oh, well, we're not going to be playing games in May, they have to kind of renegotiate, like, how much money is everyone getting? Like, do you pay? 
do you pay minor leaguers $400 a week throughout the season if there's no season? Like there's I don't a, think they will. Yeah, there's a business decision there. The current one is what? They, they got it through May 31st yeah. or mid-May or something. I don't think they'll go much further than that. You got to remember the, the minor league season ends Labor Day anyway, like September 1st. Yeah. So they might just say, you know, those last two, three months, you guys are on your own. Sorry. Yeah. Everybody's hurt. At that point, because there may also be a point where they say, like, we're just not we're not doing minor league baseball because, like, the end date's sooner. I don't know. I so, think that's very close to getting canceled altogether, the minors, for sure. But, like, you still you need depth. That's the thing. Like, you need depth if we're talking about the shorter season, maybe more injuries, maybe expanded rosters. I wouldn't, I wouldn't like, dude, even like a game day roster of 35, like I could see that. Yeah. Just like extra guys. Let's just have the guys. Let's just have them there. I don't give a shit what you, you know, how you break it up in terms of pitchers or whatever. Maybe you limit pitching changes. Like they, you do something. So it's not like just a billion pitching changes and someone's not just being an asshole about it. Cause then you can shoot yourself in the foot while like you have this exciting thing that speeds up the game, really drawing it out. Especially pitchers, and you brought up pitching. Think about a guy like Araldis Chapman. I mean, I, we watch him all the time. He generally doesn't get up to 100 101 until June. Like, you see it takes that fucking guys, picture of him? Dude, he is a monster. That guy is the biggest alpha dog <laughs> in baseball. Dude, that guy will fuck your wife in front of you. Oh, yeah. He looked no straight up. He looked just like Guile from Street Fighter <laughs> camo, camo cargo pants and a wife beater. Dude, he is juicing so hard. Right now, <laughs> like I don't know the if best it's like steroid guy in Cuba. Yeah, I just like where did you see he had a pack of heaters in front of him too. He had a pack yeah. of Marlboro Lights. Yeah, like do it, man. I want my closer smoking. He, uh, he was uh, he was squat. Like his videos are ridiculous. There was a video of him squatting and like doing squats in front of this like one point five million dollar car. I forget what the car was called, but I sent it to my buddy who's kind of a gearhead. And I was like, you know, how much does this car cost? And he's like, oh, like around 1.5. And he's just doing squatting in front of it in his garage. The guy is crazy. Yeah, he is. I mean, if you think about it, like growing up poor in Cuba and like, you you know, you can't, you know, you have certain rights taken away from you, like being in a communist country. And you dream about like getting on a raft and going and like making this life for yourself. And it's like, well, where does that, you know, kind of finish for you? And it's like, oh, well, I'm the closer for the Yankees smoking heaters with huge arms and just squatting in front of my million dollar car. Like, that's where that ends. He's so fearless. I love his whole persona, too. Like, obviously, we'll never have another Mo, but in terms of having a modern day closer, who else would you rather want? His entrance is sick with the flames and the sirens going off. Like, his whole his whole persona is really cool, I think. Yeah, I think. um it's just funny. I always I love the Cuban players who come here. A lot of them, I think he got in trouble for it, and Puig got in trouble for it. And I've seen like other ones too. Uh, they always get pulled over for speeding within like the first couple months of their here. They're yes, always going like yes. 110. Yeah. It's like because Cuba doesn't have like long straight roads for them to drive on, so they're like, right. "Fuck it, dude." And obviously, one of the first things they're going to buy is some sort of super fast car that they want to, you know, yeah. <laughs> rip on the highway. Oh yeah, yeah. They're not like, ah, oh, you know what I need to do first thing? Roth IRA. Not at all. <laughs> not not for a fucking second. Came here in a fucking bathtub. Get me a Porsche. That's what no, I would that, do. That picture was ridiculous of Chapman. That was such a classic looking like Cuban poker game too. Yeah, it was like, dude, did you it. just make Cuba in your garage? Like <laughs> that looked like he was playing in like a shitty garage, but like 
he's got to have a huge house. Like you would imagine uh, he has this great house. I think that's what I would do is I would have like this great house and I'd have just like a shitty pool house, you know, where it's just like, we this reminds me of that. home. Yeah. This reminds me of what I came from. <laughs> a reminder. Yeah. I mean, that's a guy who's probably not stressed about getting back to baseball. He's just like, whenever I'll stop smoking three days before I'm right. be ready to go. Um, so I threw this out to you while we were just chatting throughout the week. Unless, do you have anything else baseball? I don't have anything else baseball. Nah, I'm good. I'm good. Yeah. Um, obviously, what's going on in the world is crazy, and everyone should stay home, stay home, stay home. I saw those fucking morons who were like, oh, look, they brought in a big ship to New York that's also a hospital. Let's all get together and look at it. Fucking might as well just reserve a room there. Um, if you had the advance notice, so let's say valentine's february 14th okay i'm just like yo nick you can't tell anyone but this coronavirus thing that you've heard of maybe one time in passing is real and the country's pretty much gonna shut down like what do you do differently in that month a couple of things i would have done so i thought about this one i would have taken one week and just done my own restaurant week and just gone out to dinner seven nights in a row to compensate for not being able to do that now Two, I would have went to an NBA game. Like I don't even care about basketball, but I would have just gone to like a Sixers Pistons game or something just to be at a sporting event and grab a beer. And then three, like, I just a game tra- that mattered. Yeah. Like, just just like, something yeah. just to be in an arena, be in an arena or be at a game. And then I also would have tried to go to spring training earlier. Obviously we were the, we were like the cutoff. I would have tried to go maybe the weekend before or two weekends before or even go down there like before they even started playing games and just watch a couple of workouts. Probably would have went to Tampa, you know, end of February or something. Yeah. I, I would have bought a Bowflex. Okay. Like I can't – like I see all these people are doing these like push-up challenges. Like you work – like you're a guy who works out and you lift. Like what are you doing to work out? Are you doing anything? So I have some like tapes of uh, Insanity – so it's like, you know, you do push-ups, you like jog in place, you do like jumping jacks, and then there's like tons of shit on demand. I'll just yeah. search like, I don't know, abs or something. But yeah, it's tough not having a Like I have DDP yoga. Like DDP yoga, Diamond Dallas Page, the wrestler. Okay. He's got this ah. great like yoga program. Um, and like I used to do that, and I keep saying like, ah, oh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do that. Every day I'm like, oh, I'm going to do that. I have it like on a thumb drive somewhere right here. I just, I haven't done it once. I haven't done anything. I walk the dogs. But... I can go to the gym. Like if the gym was open, I can go to the gym. I'll go to the gym. I'll work out all the time. No problem. So I think I would have uh, gotten like a Bowflex and got like prison ripped. Okay. Would you have gotten some sort of cardio machine too, like an elliptical or? Yeah. Like I kind of wish because I'm also trying to rehab. So I'm doing like a little bit of stuff, but like I'm not getting full workouts. So I'm rehabbing. I'm right out of knee surgery too. Right. So like I'm supposed to this week be starting the run on a treadmill. And it's like, ah, so I probably maybe would have gotten like there were small, like it's just on the floor treadmills. But yeah, I would have done something like that. Maybe I would have got a Peloton or, you know, right. Do those live rides. Yeah. Like who knows? But I would have definitely done something to prepare aside from having like my wife has like two pound weights in the house. So it's like I could play catch. Only so much you can do yeah. with those. And part of it for me, like working out at home is kind of whatever. But like I like going to the gym, getting out of the house, just stupid as it sounds. It's somewhere else to go. Yeah. No, you know, definitely. see other people. Like I took that for granted. I would have gone out a little bit more, especially like because we just had we just had the baby. So we weren't really going out much. Yeah. You know, like we went to dinner for in January for my wife's birthday and we went to lunch 
for my birthday in February. And those are the only times like she's been to restaurants. Um, we probably should have done more, but it's also like the weather and all that shit. So it's like, I definitely would have made more of an effort there to just like get out of the house. Right now, I feel like I would pay maybe $100 to like go to a bar and get like 15 wings and four Bud Lights. Like that just like I just that's all I wanted. You know what I mean? Like yeah. we can't even do that. Like, yeah. Just like how much drinkers. would you pay to do something like that? Right yeah. Now? I mean, even just I, I just I would pay more for just <laughs> everyone else in my house to go do that. Yeah. <laughs> just a, a little alone time. And, you know, I, I, you know, enjoy drinking at home more than you do, but it's not the same as like, you know, going to the beer distributor and pulling it out of your fridge is not the same as a bartender pouring you a fresh glass or whatever you want on the spot. It's not the same. Oh yeah. Or even just like, it's so hard to at home get like caught up in like six beers and it turns into like, we should do a shot. Like the, we should do a shot when that, that hits, you're like, all right, we're doing something now. Right. That is way different. And that never happens at home. No. It just kind of it just, just fizzles out. The fucking Jamie, like we should do a shot of Jameson. She probably <laughs> spit in your face. Like, what are you talking about? It's the little things too. Like I miss the little coasters they give you at bars. <laughs> I, I miss how the glasses are chilled. Like all this little stuff that I never think about. I'm like, ah, oh, I could really like that'd be really nice right now. Yeah, it'd be great. Just uh, just to have a menu, just to look at a yeah. menu. <laughs> Seriously. Uh, it's just so sad. Really? But no, I mean, and just with where you know, with where I live, like very walkable too. Ton of restaurants and bars. You have so many good places to eat right by. I know. And we just moved here. This is supposed to be the time where I'm like going around, checking out all the spots, getting to know the neighborhood. There's what? A pizzeria vetri right down the block from you. Like less than a block. Yeah. Which is supposed to be Sabrina's. Sabrina's is right here. Yeah. Sabrina's there. There's a like, uh, I think it's like Korean place. Gayukaku. Yeah. It's like Japanese barbecue or something. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Right. And, you know, I can. And the other thing is I can walk to obviously I don't think you go to these places anymore, but like, you know, the McGillans of the world, like all those center cities, like that's walkable to me, too. Yeah, I'd love to go to fucking McGillans right now. Like get a six dollar pitcher. Yeah, I would love to love to G- give me a bar with a carpeted floor in the second floor for no oh, reason. Yeah, right. <laughs> but yeah, no, I mean, there was a whole thing about. So for anyone who doesn't know, since we live in Philly, McGillans is like the oldest bar in definitely in Philly, one of the oldest in the country. And they were just said, like they put out a thing, like we just closed the doors for the first time since like Mrs. Whatever. The 1800s. Or yeah. Something. Like yeah. closed it for prohibition and opened the back door. Like, cause they stayed open in prohibition. So totally off topic real quick. Me and Jamie were talking about this. Do you think speakeasies, still open like i know of a couple i know of two speakeasies in philly not you know be like i know a guy but do you think like places like that are still so i've wondered about this i actually have brought that up like is there a new like speakeasy so at the corner of my block there's this like shitty irish bar real okay. like hole in the wall i've and, seen that one yeah and there's just like the regulars there one so i grew up with my dad going my dad was just in a bar every day of my childhood uh, it's not the example you want to set. Maybe that's why I don't drink that much at home. Um, so he was at a bar every day. And there were these same guys that were in there every day. And now my dad was in his like 30s and 40s and whatever and had a family that he was going home to. But like a lot of these guys didn't. They lived above the bar or whatever. And without that bar, they have nothing. Like there is a guy who I see outside this bar every day. He's there every day. Like where is he right now? Right. Where are they? Like guys? he has yeah. no reason to wake up. Probably right, right. dead. He might be dead. Um, 
But like speakeasy, so there are like there's Philly has after hour spots. Uh, maybe we're talking about the same like things. We so, could, yeah, no, we could. So you know where Fox and Hound is, like fifteenth yes. and was that uh, Locust? That's where we went for yeah February event. Yeah, yeah. So halfway up that block, uh, if you go more towards Center City up Fifteenth Street, there's a Starbucks at the corner. Yep. If you go down that like side street, probably like three quarters down that block. There's a bar that is only open to like the press or or they stay open or no, you've got to be after hours. You've got to be in the industry. It's like an industry club. Uh, Anthony Bourdain went there on one of his shows one time. I don't know if that he showed where it was, but there are a couple places like that. And I wonder if they're still open. I think they probably will. And I, I know of a, I know of a place on, on 20th that like I'm pretty sure like their whole thing is they don't follow the rules, right? Yeah. So they stay like But like you really have to, that's not even like you can't know a guy, you have to be the guy in times like this. Right, right. No, for sure. I, and I'm I'm sure they're even really stingier on like maybe they're like, all right, you know, we let ten people in a night, you get here or you don't. Yeah, because it's like how much fun are you really gonna have? And it's yeah, I don't know. I wonder if there is like this other prohibition. I had brought that up to my wife. I was like, Do you think there's like any underground, you know, things? Or like, you know, I only see these people at this bar. Like, if the door's open because it's nice, I can see and there's like three people in there. Uh, or I see them just outside smoking cigarettes. Just let them smoke in there and then like, there you go. Yeah, right. <laughs> like, I had yeah. grew like growing up, um, like I said, you know, my dad would be at these bars and then like occasionally they lose their liquor license. Uh, or, you know, something happened and then they would just reopen as a private club and member like a membership was, like, uh, well, that's was how you, nothing. That's like in Utah. If you want to drink liquor, my dad travels to Utah for work. Sometimes he told me, like, you can't just go in. Does your dad have just, another family out there? <laughs> I mean, that's of all the places to have it. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, yeah, he said uh, basically, like, if you want to drink liquor, you have to belong to a club. Yeah, like uh, a private club. Like you can go in and order a beer if you're just a regular guy, but if you want to drink liquor anywhere in Utah, you you have to be a part of a private kind of club thing. And cops aren't out in the streets like patrolling like the Gestapo. So it's like I go in this place, the lights are off. You know, like the, you know the Bud Light sign in the window is off. Who knows? Right. The door is locked. Like you know, what are you going to do? I mean, hopefully people aren't doing that because it's risking it. Like keeps it going. But there's got to be some kind of market for this. No, I mean, yeah, and we're absolutely. hearing about like Jersey, like people are like, oh, I had coronavirus party. <laughs> Just like, <laughs> which is at this point. So I messaged all my roommates uh, from when I lived, you know, with a group of guys after college. I was like, what would we be like living? Like we lived in the graduate hospital area of Philly. Like what would we be like in this, uh, in times like this? And they were just like, well, one, we would already, we'd be fine. Because we would have already had Corona, we would have been the first people to get it. Yeah, like so, <laughs> what, we would have had Corona. We'd be clear of it. We'd be like tailgating outside bars, hoping they'd open. <laughs> like we'd be assholes. Can you imagine being in college during this? So that's another thing I was talking about today. Like I lived in a frat house of forty dudes. Imagine this all hit like that. It'd be like it'd be a nightmare. And if people are going home and like, yeah, no, there's no classes. Like if half the campus goes home, like imagine how shitty that semester would be socially. Well, or if you're supposed to graduate, like every college. 
Yeah, yeah, and they're going to get their diplomas in the mail, not have a real graduation. Which is, people are complaining about that. Graduation was the fucking worst. I almost you're so hungover. You're so hungover at those because it's at like seven thirty on a Saturday morning. Everybody goes out the yeah. night before. I think like Drexel had four, and I had mine was like I want to say it was like eleven a.m. Okay, and my now wife hers was at like five o'clock or something like that. So we went out the night before and it was like, you know, seniors last blast, whatever at the bar. And I was DJing. Oh, so, cool. So me and my buddy DJ, so I was DJing. So I'm there after the bar closes, like well after it closes. Well after two. Yeah. So it's like, I'm getting home at like four in the morning. I'm in college with my like girlfriend. We're about to graduate. So we're up for a little while longer. The next morning, I wake up to my parents calling. They're like, hey, so we're parking uh, outside your house. And I literally had to like throw and it's something on to just like go get the door. And literally like they walk. I right before I opened the front door of my frat house, like my wife left out the back door. And like she had met my parents a bunch of times. But it was just like, I don't want them to see me like this. Right. See me like this. Exactly. Yeah. And then I was like, great. I'm just going to be like fucking dying. Was your graduation inside or outside? It was inside in. So I, I my understanding the facilities are much better now. The Drexel gym didn't have air conditioning, so it was in the gym. But they oh. brought in these like tr- air conditioning trucks. They'd have to do it every <laughs> year, and it just like didn't work well. It was rough. I went up, went on stage, did you know they give you like a fake thing? I don't even know what they give you. And then I just walked out. Yeah, my parents nice. were like, I when I threw up. My parents <laughs> were like, Where are you? And I was like, I'm in the bathroom throwing up. I'll I'll see you for lunch. Where so, are we going? Yeah, like missing. If they flat, and I get it though. Like, if you're a senior, because I've been read, like, I read a lot of Reddit and shit, and you know, people are just like, "Yo, this is my senior year. Like, I have to go out into the real world where maybe they're like, who knows what jobs are going to be there? Nobody's hiring right now. Yeah, and but like, you can't even like, if you're a senior, some some of them have some work that they have to finish, or some are just like, hey, you're done. But like no one, one, no one's hiring right now. But like, what are you going to do? You're going to start working in June? You know, no, yeah, I don't. It screws think so. everything up. Yeah, it screws everything up. So I do feel bad for people who are like, "Yo, this is my last," like, because that's your last freedom. Like, or high school seniors that are supposed to be visiting colleges right now and and doing all that, like, screws them up too. Yeah, um, or even like screwed. high school athletes who are in like their senior, like they're trying to get that. You know, if you're a baseball player and you're just trying to get that like last offer. Yeah. Stinks, stinks, and you got nowhere to get drafted. The world's shutting down, and who knows? I mean, as of right now, we're looking at the end of April. I think it may be like the end of May. I have a buddy who's getting married on the 13th, and you know, no honeymoon as of right now. Like, people aren't, I'm doing a wedding on the 20th, and they are very skeptical. So, who knows? Who knows what's going to happen? I think, you know. I think we just have to like hope for the best. And I said it when I said it like the first weekend. I was like, the more people go out, the longer this is going to go. But I think with the way it's blown up, there's less like you went out that weekend. And I know you were like, dude, don't beat me up too much on it. <laughs> In retrospect, like what's going on? Like what you did is very small. Like I get I, and I totally get the, the mindset, especially at like 27. And like it's like starting to get nice. And you were supposed to go on vacation of just like. Yo, at least I got that last one in. It does. Like if I it was does you, I'd be great. like, at least I got that last day in. You came and out of that, healthy. 
yeah, got got out of that. And then the next day it was like, okay, it, it really hit in Philly. Like that Sunday, if you remember, it was like the Philly cases like tripled or something. Yeah. And that was like, I feel like everybody's had their own oh shit moment, whether it was March 13th, March 17th, March 18th. Everybody has had their oh shit moment by now. And like that Sunday was mine. And yours was, I guess, two days before it. Yeah. Well, me, I, again, just being older and like having a family makes yeah. it a little different. Um, but now, yeah, no, I just keep hearing like I have a, I know a ton of people who have it. Like a ton of them. I have people who I know who are like New York City school teachers. Uh, like a guy I know works for Con Ed. So like you're going like you're going to people's houses and shit. Like, yeah, I know a ton of people who have it. So everyone, stay safe, stay home. Uh, I'm still doing like daily mini shows. Uh, tomorrow I have not recorded it yet, so I forget what I'm talking about. But I'm excited about it. I am excited about it. Um, Friday's ladies night I tweet out a form if you would like to come on uh, the show and just talk about something you get one topic we got 15 minutes and then we're out let's give people uh, just something Yankees to think about Nick you got anything else for the people I'm good none of us are good none of us are good but, <laughs> that's um, true listen follow the show uh, at George's Box Pod follow Nick at nkirby nyy follow me at jj from the bronx twitter instagram and here's one thing i'll say if you listen to this podcast if you listen to other podcasts right now you don't have a commute you're not sitting at work you're probably not listening to as many podcasts uh still download them hit play listen i'll just the advertisers aren't listening this deep in the show just do that because like podcasts are going to struggle and it's tough to get going you know getting ramped back up so stay home Stay listening to the podcast. Stay supporting your content creators. And uh, stay safe because eventually there's going to be a parade. And we will see you at the parade. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, the trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.